0: barge trip in Champagne. We'd booked a barge trip before COVID and finally decided to take it this past summer of 22, after our Globe and Mail trip to Bordeaux. A little crazy it seemed, but we were already in France and just needed to fly from Bordeaux to Paris to meet up with the barge people at a small hotel called the Madison. It was a lovely sunny day and we arrived early and decided to have lunch at a small cafe around the corner sitting outside and watching the parade of people. We had quiche and then headed back to the hotel to meet up with all the other folks on the trip. There were only seven people booked for this trip, including ourselves and six crew. We took a van to the barge called C'est la vie. And by the time we got there, we learned new names and got to know a bit about new people. I think most people take barge trips with their friends, so this was an adventure, and at a week max. We just had to get along, and we did. Unfortunately, the woman owner who had been corresponding with about our trip, Deb, had just broken her ankle and couldn't come. So the touring was left to her delightful husband, Olivier. There was also an excellent chef aboard and we could not go hungry, in fact the food was incredible with excellent wines to match, great cheeses every day, all different. Our cabin was large, a bit old-fashioned, but comfortable and clean. It was very purple, however, but we got used to that. We were greeted with champagne and goodies and freshened up for dinner and started to get to know the other five passengers. There were two couples and one solo passenger, a doctor, Paul, who had been treated to the trip by one of his patients. His wife couldn't join him. The thing about a barge trip is its ease of travel for the passengers, that is. You float along silently, sharing the canals and rivers with swans and ducks, and it is almost like a floating cottage. The deck had comfortable lawn chairs and everyone had a view. From time to time we went through locks and we stopped was easy to get off and wander into a nearby town take a hike or ride or just walk from lock to lock and meet the barge. Drinks were always available and as I mentioned earlier the food was delicious. The problem of excess loomed but then we were in France. We met at Chateau Thierry where the barge was docked a charming area which was nestled in the champagne producing slopes. The next day, we left from there to visit World War I Battlefield and Cemetery of Bellow Wood. We had visited Vimy years before and thought we had maybe had enough of World War I and death, but in fact, we were mesmerized by the graves and the sadness of it all and the waste of it all. Checking out the graves of 18-year-olds, mostly with crosses but somewhat Jewish stars, and the names made it all very real. We watched as the flag was lowered in a semi formal ceremony and allowed some tears to flow. After that visit, we relaxed on the deck, cruised through villages and the countryside on the River Marne. Dinner on board, delicious with hen and much conversation. Turns out two of the guests had their guitars and one of the crew also played. I had my voice, so we made some music together. Paul, the doctor, was learning the instrument. Ron was very good and the crew member, fine. Champagne before dinner was a precursor to our next day's visit to the famed Moët et Chandon Champagne House in Épernay. I'd visit many years before, about 40, and had memories of a garden. They were pretty good, as it turns out. We sampled a few different vintages and were treated very well, and if you've been following my blog over the years, you will know that I adore Champagne. Back on board, we had a wonderful dinner once again, enjoying terrific service by the staff and visits from the chef, JP. Every meal was special, and I'm glad that I took photos. We were all getting along, learning about each other's families, but frankly, much of what I learned went into the computer of my brain, was sorted into categories of importance and deleted. All very interesting at the time, but we felt we would never see any of our fellow passengers again. Glad I have the pictures, though. The next day was a fun day of making chocolates at Thibault, a delicious and fascinating skill. We made some to take as gifts and ate quite a bit. Then we cruised on the canal lateral of the Marne and looked forward to a very special evening and dinner at the famous two Michelin starred restaurant, Les Creurs, in Reims. I dressed up for the evening and totally enjoyed the splendid atmosphere of the famed restaurant. We sat at a round table and we were served splendidly, many courses, wines as well, and then wandered on the grounds before a long drive home, snoozing as we went. Nice to have a van driver. I've listed the menu. If you want to see it, you can go to my site, suddenly70.ca, and see pictures, of course, of this trip. But some of the things we ate were things like red scampi, like a stained glass, marinated with grape juice and caviar, wild razor clams from Jean-Marc Placé, cauliflower smoked with vine shoots, crunchy hazelnuts and champagne bubbles, roasted scallops from rad de brest on their shells, tartare under a radish dress, cush- cushions stuffed with a seaweed sabayon, Veal rack from Nicholas Petit. Potato pickles and leeks with flame and well you, you get the gist of it. It was quite incredible and the pictures are astounding. The next day we walked <coughs> excuse me. The next day we walked and met the barge down the canal, or so we thought. We believed it to be five kims, but in fact it was five miles. Quite a difference, and my poor right foot got one of those memorable blisters. It was hot and sunny, and there really wasn't much shade. The good news is we hailed the barge and got on before the next lock, and I was able to nurse my foot. Couldn't wear proper shoes for about a week. Thank goodness for sandals and flip flops. That afternoon we visited another champagne house called Ployer Jacquemart-certainly not well known, but delicious nevertheless-and we quaffed flutes in a charming garden. When you hear the nothing, that's because I'm scrolling through pictures and it takes me a little bit of time. The following day proved to be very expensive. We went on a tour of the Rince Cathedral, larger even than Notre Dame in Paris, and very impressive. We wandered the downtown core plan to get some cash from an ATM, gratuities for the crew. Friday late afternoon, we put in our card at Bank Kolb. And our card went in, but no money came out. The bank was open, and we went in and explained, and I checked my balance in my account in Toronto, and indeed, the money had been extracted. No one cared, even when we suggested that they tally their daily amount in the ATM and verify that indeed, there would be an overage. But would they do this? Absolutely not. And after many emails in both French and English, my dear friend in French conversation did the French part. Nothing. Then I tweeted and sent a messenger note and called the bank fraudsters. Some response, but no money. At one point, our bank manager also communicated and said it was simple to tally the end receipts. We lost 300 euros. They also responded that they were not responsible for ATM, which is managed by another company. Bank Kolb is part of a group of banks called Credit Nord. What did we learn? Maybe just use really well-known banks like UBS when traveling. Although, bank code looked credible. More scrolling. Back to the barge for a celebratory dinner. I'm going to start that sentence again. Back to the barge for a final celebratory dinner that was excellent. We did some packing as we planned to depart the next morning to be dropped off to Paris. This was a rather arduous journey as one of the guests held us up while he searched for a toilet and proceeded to leave his credit card in the public washroom at the train station. Hmm. We were dropped off at our hotel, the Aubusson, a charmer with a swimming pool and air conditioning, as it had gotten very hot in Paris. We dropped our bags with the original intention of doing some shopping but at 100 degrees Fahrenheit, we lost ambition after our lunch in a quirky Thai restaurant near the hotel. Dinner was organized previously to meet up with our dear friends Laurent and Marie-Caroline de Saulieu at their Paris apartment. Laurent had lived with us when he was 18, and we had also visited with them when we went to Vimy. Now, Laurent was a proud grandfather of the most beautiful child in the world, his description. Sadly, both of his parents had died within six months of each other. I'd written about singing with his mother Chantel at their chateau in the Pas de Calais in my Vimy blog. She was a delightful, charming, and beautiful petite woman. Laurent found it hard to talk about her. Instead of staying in their cool apartment, no AC, just thick old walls, we walked to their favorite seafood brasserie about 10 minutes away. It was still hot, and the restaurant had no AC, just windows open to the massive heat. The last time I was that hot was in Cambodia. Nevertheless, the food was wonderful, and we enjoyed our conversation. The hotel offered a sumptuous buffet in the morning, after which we caught a taxi to the airport and headed home. Oh, and our French conversation, classes worked as neither Laurent nor Mary Caroline spoke much English. The old brains were operating at full capacity. All in all, it was a wonderful trip. I wouldn't do a barge vacation again unless I went with friends, but this was peaceful and delightful, and I would highly recommend Salavie Barge. More to come about our busy summer in Toronto, Stratford, and Prince Edward County. Cheers, Ricky.